Harriet the Spy by Louise Fitzhugh. Chapter 2, Part 2. Like a missile you are, shot from that school, screamed the cook. Hello, cook, hello, cookie, hello, 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 sang Harriet. Then she opened her notebook and wrote, blah, 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 I always do carry on a lot. Once Golly said to me, I could never lose you in a crowd, I'd just follow the sound of your voice. She slammed the notebook and the cook jumped. Harriet laughed. The cook put the cake and milk in front of her. What are you always writing in that dad-blamed book for? She asked with a sour little face. Because, Harriet said around a bite of cake, I'm a spy. Spy, huh? Some spy. I am a spy. I'm a good spy, too. I've never been caught. Cook settled herself with a cup of coffee. How long you been a spy? Since I could write. Ogali told me if I was going to be a writer, I better write everything down. So I'm a spy that writes down everything. <laughs> Harriet knew the cook couldn't think of anything to say when she did that. I know all about you. Like fun you do. The cook looked startled. I do too. I know you live with your sister in Brooklyn and that she might get married and you wish you had a car and you have a son that's no good and drinks. What do you do, child? Listen at doors? Yes, said Harriet. Well, I never, said the cook. I think that's bad manners. Well, golly doesn't. Golly says, find out everything you can, because life is hard enough, even if you know a lot. I bet she doesn't know you spooking around this house listening at doors. Well, how am I supposed to find out anything? I don't know, the cook shook her head. I don't know about that old golly. What do you mean? Harriet felt apprehensive. I don't know. I just don't know. I wonder about her. Golly came into the room. What is it you don't know? Cook looked as though she might hide under the table. She stood up. Can I get you your tea, Miss Golly? She asked meekly. That would be most kind of you, said Olgali, and sat down. Harriet opened her notebook. I wonder what that was all about. Maybe Olgali knows something about Cook that Cook doesn't want her to know. Check on this. What do you have to do in school this year, Harriet? Asked Olgali. English, history, geography, French, math, ugh, science, ugh, and the performing arts, ugh, ugh, ugh. Harriet rattled these off in a very bored way. What history? Greeks and Romans. Ugh, ugh, ugh. They're fascinating. What? They are. Just wait, you'll see. Talk about spies. Those gods spied on everybody all the time. Yeah? Yes, Harriet, not yeah. Well, I wish I'd never heard of them. Ah, there's a thought from Aesop for you. We would often be sorry if our wishes were gratified. Ogali gave a little moo of satisfaction after she had delivered herself of this. I think I'll go now, Harriet said. Yes, said the cook, go out and play. Harriet stood up. I do not go out and play. I go out to work. And in as dignified a way as possible, she walked from the room and up the steps from the kitchen. Then she began to run, and running furiously, she ran past the first floor with the living room and dining room, the second floor with her parents' bedroom and the library, and on up to the third floor to her little room and bath. Harriet loved her room. It was small and cozy, and the bathroom was a little one with a tiny window which looked out over the park across the street. Her room had a bigger window. She looked around, pleased as always, by the order, the efficiency of it. She always picked up everything immediately, not because anyone nagged at her, no one ever had, but because it was her room and she liked to have it just so. Harriet was just about a, Harriet was just so about a lot of things. Her room stood around her pleasantly, waiting for her her own small bed next to the window, her bookcase filled with books, her toy box, which had been filled with toys, but which now held her notebooks because it could be locked, her desk and chair at which she did her homework, 
all seemed to look back at her with affection. Harriet put her books down on the desk and hurriedly began to change into her spy clothes. Her spy clothes consisted, first of all, of an ancient pair of blue jeans so old that her mother had forbidden her to wear them, but which Harriet loved because she fixed up the belt with the hooks to carry her spy tools. Her tools were a flashlight, in case she was ever out at night, which she never was, a leather pouch for her notebook, another leather case for the extra pens, a water canteen, and a Boy Scout knife, which she had, among other features, a screwdriver, a knife, a fork, which collapsed. She'd never had any occasion to eat anywhere, but someday it might come in handy. She attached everything to the belts, and it all worked out fine, except she rattled a little. Next, she put on an old dark blue sweatshirt with a hood, which she wore at the beach house in the summer, so that it still smelled of salt air in a comforting way. Then she put on an old pair of blue sneakers with holes over each of her little toes. Her mother had actually gone so far as to throw these out, but Harriet had rescued them from the garbage when the cook wasn't looking. She finished by donning on a pair of black rimmed spectacles with no glass in them. She'd found these once in her father's desk, and now sometimes wore them even to school because she thought they made her look smarter. She stood back and looked at herself in the full-length mirror which hung on her bathroom door. She was very pleased. Then she ran down the steps and out, banging the front door behind her.